You are now listening to the West Side of T H A AfterParty.com. Hey, this is Kiara with the Facade Project Podcast. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 8 Pacific for purpose fueled conversations with young professionals in LA. Only on the West Side of the After Party Radio. Let's get this party started. Welcome back to the Facade Project Podcast. I am your host, Kiara Harris, and today I am joined by Demetrius Justice, also known as Meech, we call him Meech, yes, who me. is a content creator, a publicist, a <laughs> Look, TV producer, I'm everything, okay, girl? all of the titles, <laughs> and I'm so glad to be joined by him. I've been trying to get him on my show for the Stop, longest time. You're a liar. <laughs> no, I am not. You I'm keep so double serious. booking me. That's what it is. You keep double booking I keep du- me. I double booked you last week so on friends. accident. You have no. too many friends. No, no. You are just too piping. You are too popping. Stop it. Me, you are such a wonderful, vibrant spirit. Aww. And I just knew I had to have you on my show. Thank um, you for we me. got connected first through Shark Tank we when did. we were in production season. Uh, before you even go any further, let's talk about the fact that, like, where Alex was like, you have to meet Kiara. Like, you're black. She's black. Need to be, that's basically what it was. <laughs> that's basically, what, that's he basically what it was. He was like, "You're black. You're she's black. There's not a lot of black people on this set. Y'all need to get together." Yes, y'all and need that's to get what connected. it was. It was just like, "Oh my gosh!" So I was contacting, texting you, and calling you. Hey, yeah. girl. And then Shark Tank. We already had a friendship low key before we got the Shark did. Tank. And we Alex, did. And Alex. Shout out to Alex. He's our production he manager is. at Shark he's Tank. He's amazing. I but love Alex. Yes, but he told me about Meech and that he was um, working the inauguration Ooh, with a, Meech. A, 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 a. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Let's right. not talk about that. Listen, what, it's what's all the you're talking about? Okay, let's let's go backwards. We the orange-haired man in um in office. Who who said what? <laughs> she said that. No, no, but not he told I. me that he had worked with you, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, I saw your Instagram, and I was like, I have to get connected with him. He looks you like did, my type of did. person. And you reached out. And, and I, I reached so out to you. And, and, you know, when you did come to L.A., I was like, you know, uh, you definitely have a contact. It was, it was so easy. Right away. It was like friends. It was yeah, like it was an instant, like, spirits. connection so with us. It was super great. For I loved sure. It. Thank so you. So I want to go into, um, obviously, your background, right? Like, where you grew up, where you were raised. <sighs> and then I know you graduated from Howard University. I did. H-U. You H-U. already know. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about your childhood growing up and like your some of your interests and your passions leading up to college. So prior to college, I was supposed to be going to school to become a lawyer. A lawyer? Yes, a lawyer. So my family is really Southern. Where'd you grow up? Morristown, New Jersey, which New is Jersey. a suburb of Jersey, but it's like 30 to 45 minutes from New York, okay. Manhattan. So it's just like everybody knew about Marstown. Like so, like in my town, you know, you have Rev Run, Missy Elliott, you have Mary J. Blige, you have Whitney Houston. Some like greats, people, people yeah. lived in my town yeah. just because they want that whole city country perspective. But it's more so like they want to be in the city, right? So I'm going around all these celebrities and all this, all this black magic from what I wanted to consider. Yeah. But um. Um, I was from a predominantly white area, so it was like me going to Howard University was more so just to appropriate on the fact that like I didn't have an I'm not saying enough black friends, but I didn't have enough black dialogue. 
So I went to Howard to get the black dialogues. Because more so, I was like, I already have my own perspective, but let me see someone else's. Okay. And so I went to Howard University, graduated there with a political science and English degree. And I've learned so much from there. Because, like, when I got to Howard, here I am trekking on this way to become a lawyer. Yeah. But then I learned about entertainment. As my minor. So it was like... Okay, my so minor that was, was your minor. Com- yeah, my minor was communication. So a lot of broadcast journalism, publicity, and radio, TV. Like, I learned about everything that has to do with entertainment behind the scenes. Gotcha. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's jobs out there like this? And that's where I was like, okay, that's where it altered my perception of who I am as a student. Mm-hmm. So Howard University was a great, you know, I would say a foundation for me just to realize the black person as I am. Yeah. And then, because, like, prior to Howard, you know, I'm just a, a white man living in a white society, but as a black person. Mm. And I think that's what Howard changed. Like, you know, you're a black man living in white supremacy. Yeah. And you need to figure that out. So that's where Howard changed from out B. But it's like, Entertainment opened my whole new eyes because, like, before Howard, I didn't even know entertainment had opportunities for employment and things mm-hmm. of that nature. What did you really get involved with at Howard? Were you involved with any, like, clubs or organizations that kind of really em- embellished and, and helped those interests that you had with entertainment? So the first thing I did was um, travel assistance. Like, because, like, prior to me even joining any organization, like, because I'm in, you know, frats and all things that I, social orgs. But, was like, I was like, I need to find my foundation with God, with Christ. Mm. And when I heard there was a group called Chapel Assistance, I was like, oh, y'all are f- believers, faith believers just like me? <laughs> yes. I'm like, <laughs> that was literally my freshman week. It was literally the first week I've been to Howard. And I was like, Chapel Assistance, that's where I need to be. So that was the first organization I joined. But then I joined, like, Campus Pals, which is, like, a social fraternity. And then I joined Phi Alpha Delta, Law Fraternity International. So it was like I'm trying to, you know, equate, you know, between the balance between professional and, you know, fun. Because, yeah. like, you want to have that at Howard. And then I was supposed to join a D9 organization. But we're going to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we, we leave that in the past. All good. I did. Look, the fact of the matter is I joined and they dropped me right before line. But we're going to talk about it. Ooh, we talk about it. Okay. Moving on from that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you all the tea. I'm going to give you all the tea. <laughs> right. No worries. Whatever you want to know, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I love it. You want to know my dean? I'm going to tell No. <laughs> I can't with you. I really can't. Right, your, your right. Energy, right. Your energy. So uh-huh. graduating from Howard, right, and you had a political science degree, uh-huh. uh, minor in communications, you yes, publicity, entertainment, you love all that. So talk about, like, that transition from graduating, like, almost three years ago, right, oh and gosh. then kind of breaking into the field that you wanted to be in or what you thought you wanted to be in. Where did you kind of get your start? So my start was at BET Honors. So they okay. filmed that in D.C. at the Warner Theater, and I started off as a seat filler. Okay. So, like, that was my first, like, real break. Like, I would not, I'm not going to discount how university's, like, um, homecoming experience, because, like, that's where I really saw celebrities working and all this stuff, and I was yeah. behind the scenes. But, like, BET Honors, when they, when they had me being a seat filler, I'm like, oh, my gosh, these are the top-tier names in entertainment. And, like, I see Kelly Rowland, Mariah Carey, Pat LaBelle. Like, I see all the people who I've admired my entire life. Yeah. It's just like, oh, my gosh, this is where I need to be. And 
I think like BET Honors or Jesse Collins, I will like I will shout him out for the rest of my life because like he doesn't know how much of an impact he's made on my life. Mm-hmm. But Jesse Collins and his production company, things of that nature, just more so just geared me into the ways like you can be behind the scenes. Yeah. Still be involved in this entertainment process. Mm-hmm. But like it's just literally just more so just like you can be as equated to the star but just mm. behind the scenes. Because, like, here I am being a producer or an assistant, more so. Yeah. But it's just, like, here I am making executive decisions onto, like, oh, this is what her background should be. This is what, like, little things like that made a difference. I want to go back to that in a minute, but I want to kind of touch on your start, like, with BET, with ABC, CBS. You're working with all these studios. You're getting uh, your foot in the door with, like, Universal Music Group and Atlantic Records, you know, and kind of, like, hopping around from position to position. Like, what did you really learn during that time? Did you – how did you, like, find yourself within all of that? Because that's – it's kind of crazy, right? Production is so crazy. You know, you're you're working long hours and, um, you know, dealing with different kinds of people, different kinds of supervisors and things like that. Talk to me a little bit about, like, the ups and downs and kind of navigating through the industry both industries music and and tv so the the ups and ups and downs more so i just feel like the ups and downs more so differentiate between people for example like when i started off as an intern at the department of commerce as a white house you know correspondent i was there for two years more so because i love the people okay not because i love the job and you know this is where i'm as a political science and English double major with a minor in communications, it was like, oh, I have to become a lawyer. So that, that's what my mindset was, you know? But then once I realized, like, I love these people, but I don't love the work. Yeah. And that's where I started differentiating myself because I was like, oh, let me figure out what my passion is, what my purpose is. Mm. And this is like, I've talked to MC Life, talked to Waka Flocka, talked to all, like, a lot of people about, like, finding your purpose in this world yeah and it's like i love people i love to just talk to them and know their story more more sense of that nature so moving from the department of commerce and then moving to homecoming and things that nature is like atlantic records was my first break as an intern but then they brought me on as a college representative and then became a publicist and things of that nature and that brought the ties in between like you know rock nation and then like i was working on like meek mills campaign for mike bike when he was about to go to jail and all this stuff so it was like i was working on a lot of things it was like <sighs> republic records was my last aha moment only because it's like as a black male working in the entertainment industry there's a lot of things where you be underworked and you be underpaid and more so unappreciated. Yeah. And it's just like that's where I had to find my own cap because it's like I've been working so hard and nobody's about to get the notice of my name. Because like for yeah. example, Nicki Minaj Paper Magazine, my boss got that, but I was like I booked it, I called it, I like I made all that happen. Right, right. It's like Zendaya Vogue, that was me. It's like. Um, Beyonce on Essence, I mean, Beyonce on Vogue, that was me. 
Chloe and Haley on Essence. Like it's like I'm just tired of working for people mm-hmm. and not getting that recognition. So that's just more it's so, so like, interesting. And I talk a lot about like purpose times passion on yeah. my podcast with like a lot of guests and stuff like that. And and someone like you who has had their hand in kind of like everything. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like millennials in general, I I they really feel what you're saying where they don't really get that recognition or that like you know um, thumbs up good job of like doing all of these things for these companies and it's kind of like you know you kind of have to not wait your turn but it's almost like you have to like um, pay your dues and, and I'm so glad you said that because like that's what they be that's I feel like that's an excuse mm. for them trying to more so like make you feel like you're unappreciated because like oh you have to pay your dues no I don't have to pay my dues because like I've been paying my dues yeah but more so it's like you're not about to reap the the sell of the like the weed that I paid and it's yeah. like I'm not yeah. it's just like I've witnessed it multiple multiple times again where I've been at different companies where it's like I'm doing the work but you're reaping the credit yeah 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 no I'm sorry. Right. And I won't. It's almost, it's really frustrating. And when you talk about like being overworked and underpaid, Mm -hmm. I know that you had like a pretty scary experience with that when you, um, weren't you driving? I want you to tell the story, but you were driving and then you got in, you actually got in a car accident and it was because you were working like a 15 hour like work day and you were so tired that you got in an accident on the road. So talk to me a little bit about that. Did that kind of wake you up? I know it was a very serious like car accident so Kiara's trying to get real deep she wants to get real deep y'all but um so she can see it what y'all can't see is like I do have a scar on my left forearm from my car accident which was almost a year ago it was April 9th 2018 um I was working on the tv set I was working 20 hours that day and I had went to a friend's birthday party afterwards but you know I didn't I didn't drink. I didn't do anything. It was like, I just want to make an appearance. Just, you know, let you know I support you. Yeah. But the reason I was driving back to New Jersey, because that's where my family's from, Mm -hmm. because I had jury duty. I was trying to be a good civilian, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to be a good civilian. Uh. And here I am driving from New York to Jersey. It's like an hour drive. When I tell you the accident happened 10 minutes from me being home. Uh, that's what they say. They, oh, it's always closest. It's, it's always, always close to it's home. It's always close to home. So I'm literally 10, so I'm driving 45, 50 minutes all the way home. Like, oh, I'm good. Ah. But no, I, I see this 18-wheeler and I'm trying to, I, I hate 18-wheelers because I have family members who drive 18-wheelers. It's like, I'm trying to get around them or get in front of them. Mm-hmm. So... The last thing I could tell you I remember is like I see the eighteen wheeler in the middle of the pass in the middle lane and I'm trying to get around them. I turn my right blinker on to get around him and that's when I fall asleep. Oh. And I hit him and it was tragic. It was like he drugged me for about like a mile and a half without even noticing I was on his back bumper. Yeah. But like when I hit him, I basically broke my arm. Fractured all my ribs, a hip displacement, tore both of my PCLs and both my knees, mm. and I was in concussion for two weeks. So it was just like it was really remarkable. And the fun, the funny thing is, I don't tell a lot of people because yeah. like they pronounced me dead. They did at the scene. Yes, they did. But there was a black EMT. I like I, I, I had like everybody know he's black. <laughs> yes, I appreciate him. I don't know his <laughs> name, 
but he was black and he was like nah 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 we can't let him go out like this let me try one more time uh-huh. they, they, they were they, using oh no they pronounced me dead oh, they, they wanted to let me go at that scene but he's like oh no I gotta try one more time and that's when he performed CPR for the fourth time and he got a pulse on my right arm because my left arm was you know torn to pieces yeah it's like because I drive my left arm I know that for a fact so it was like they said they literally said like my arm was like a cornflake Oh my! Yeah, goodness. frosted flakes. You know, like oh, it was like arm cornflake hand. Mm. Period. So this black guy, he was like, oh, let me try one more time. He got a pulse on my right arm, and that's when they called the helicopter to get me into surgery yeah. and all this stuff. So it was yeah. like it was remarkable. It's like because like if, as you know, working in production, I contemplate about life a lot, and more so just like I look, he was. I don't want to say I was okay with dying, mm-hmm. but I was more so. I was like, I was complacent. But like, God, if this is the end, I'm okay with it because I've just I've accomplished so much. Yeah. By 24, you so really just have. Like, yeah. So it was like, I was good. I was good with like being dead. But then when I woke up and I'm in a hospital bed, I'm like, oh my gosh, most people were seeing me and most people are realizing yeah. who I. Am. It was definitely eye opening. Definitely eye opening. And and talk a little bit about your 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 faith walk too with that Ooh, more so like so i definitely know the difference between spirituality and religion mm-hmm. and i know a lot of people out here who might be religious i'm not as religious as i want to be or as i should be but i'm definitely spiritual like i know that god and jesus is my best friend he take care of me from any of any other day but it's just like in that moment right then, mm-hmm. I was like, I had to realize as Jesus Christ as my Savior because, like, I could have died and I should have died when I saw pictures and that nature. So, it's like, I don't know if you know I me mean, that many preachers to be like, oh, I should have been dead and gone. Yeah. Girl, when I should have been dead and gone. should have been dead, yeah. Oh, I see pictures afterwards. I'm like, have I ever showed you pictures? You haven't shown me pictures. Oh, but girl. I if I show you pictures, you'd be like, Meech. You'd be like, no, no. If I show you pictures, you'd be like, Meech, you should not have survived from this. Wow. And a lot of people have said it. Like, my pastor at my church, he was like, God has a purpose for your for life. You. And How that's you, some learning. That's, oh, man. I'm so happy that. I'm going to show her pictures, y'all, while she's talking, okay? Uh, no. Because I got <laughs> I to. I got to. No, I, need, I think you need to know. <laughs> yeah. But continue. But I was just going to say, like, you know, after all of that, after, um, being in the hospital and kind of just like having that time to reflect. And I want to ask, like, how do you live life after that? How do you live life? Is it, is it different? Is it a different life that you lead? Wow. Right. <laughs> I mean, show not I act. Show not act. I showed the picture, I y'all. wish I could show you this, like, closely, <laughs> but his car is 100% totaled. And yeah, like this the, is the engine so was scary. literally in my lap. It literally in my lap. Wow. So you see where it was and what it should yeah, have been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do you live life now? Uh, more so, I don't rush. Mm. That's like, if I could take it away from anything from my accident, is like, I don't rush anything in life. It's more so, it's like, as a 23-year-old, I was just all about getting to the, the next hustle. step. The hustle. The hustle. So, like, here I am working at a production city. I go to my friend's birthday. It's like, I was always trying to do something. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just like, mm. If I can't make it, I'm not about to extend. Like I'm not about to extend myself. Yeah. Where it's not about to hurt me. Right. So right. That's a new thing. Like that's a, I feel like that's the newest lesson I've learned. It's like don't rush, 
Don't over-insinuate yourself. And more so, relax. Yeah. Relax. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand. It's like rest and relaxation is for your own spirit and for your own soul. So it's like I stay at home a lot. A lot. Especially me, me moving to L.A. I'm like, I don't have time for these energies and these spirits. Let me stay at home and know who I am as a person yeah. before I even go out. And and how long did the recovery process take to where you were like up and walking, moving, day-to-day life became easier for you? How uh, long did it take? I'm, I look, I'm still recovering, okay? <laughs> 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 the tea, like, so for example, when it rains, because like I have, I have still parts in my body now. Mm-hmm. So it was like, when it rains, and L.A. has been raining a it's lot. It's been since raining I'm, a lot. A lately. lot. And a lot of my friends are like, oh, me, you brought the rain. I might have. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's like when the rain it rains, when it, it's really cold, my body feels that. Yeah. So it's like I, I would prefer to be crawled up in a ball in my bed yeah. versus interacting with people. But um, with, it's almost about to be a year. I've learned a lot, and I just feel more so it's just like it's about – my reaction to the things that the people give me. Mm, so I love like, that. I'm definitely more calm. I'm definitely more receptive. Yeah. I'm definitely more reflective mm. to a lot of things that I encounter. Mm. That's amazing. And, Thanks, and You're a testimony, you know, and you are going places, and I just can't wait till you share, <laughs> till you share your journey <laughs> with people because it's just, like, to see you in your everyday life, like, you as my friend, like, mm-hmm. you would never know some of the things that you've been through, and that's why this, like, is so important to me because it's, like, opening up and showing people, like, what you've been through and what you're working towards, you know what I mean? Thanks, babe. So with that, you know, you deciding to move to L.A. So I know you came out here and you you went back to New York. I did. And then you were like, but I'm coming back to L.A. I and am, I believed and you, I but like, you know, <laughs> a little bit of me was like, okay. Like, a little skeptical. A little skeptical because it's hard. Like, it's no, hard to just speaking, move no, out to L.A. You're so right. You know, and so tell me about that because that, like, what was that, that fuel to get out here for you? So uh, in case your fans aren't aware me and Kara worked together on Shark Tank and like I was out here for a sense amount of time with Shark Tank yeah you know so it was like two or three months mm-hmm. and it was more so just being in that routine mm-hmm. that made me feel comfortable living in LA it was yeah. like oh you can work out here you can live out here they gave me a company car so I was driving yeah. you know okay so I'm like I'm out here living my best he life his best LA my life my best LA life life. okay I was a little jealous. I was like, okay. hey, I'm, I'm like, oh, oh, so you, you, like, you got to drive home? I'm like, oh, look, let me, take, <laughs> let me take this company car. We'll be ready to go. Okay. <laughs> but no, it was just like, once I was out here for that amount of time, my roommate, who's my roommate now, she reached out to me. She's like, oh, Meech, I need to move to L.A. And I'm like, girl, it literally was on my birthday. We were on the set of Shark Tank. I promise you. And she's like, Meech, I need to move to L.A. I'm like, girl, let's do it. Why not? Because it's like at that point I was already here for two months and I've already established the routine. Also, mm-hmm. I was like, I can see myself working out here. I can see myself living out here because you know I met a few. <laughs> you know, I was out here, you know, being a little mixy, and it's like I think I can learn to love to LA. Yeah. And by the time she asked me, I was with it. I was ready for it. Yeah. So it's just like New York is more so. It's real. Tr- uh, sorry, y'all. What's y'all the differences this? between the New York industry life and L.A. industry? Just transit. Really? That's okay. the only difference. Okay. Because like other than that, the people, no, the people are way different. I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> I've only been in LA for what five months now. Yeah. And I'm not good with this passive aggressive bullshit. Oh my! I am so glad you said that. Oh girl, I, d- a lot I of don't. Passive aggressive. I'm not passive in this at industry. all. It's like I'm gonna let you know how I feel when I feel right it. Right when you feel it. Right. So it's like this whole LA bullshit. Like for example, I'm like, oh Kiara, come to my house tomorrow. Oh yeah, I'll be there. And then the day of, you text me an hour or four before you get there. Ooh, I don't know if I'm gonna make it or no. Communication, Communication. is key. It's like you should have told me that if you weren't gonna come, you should have told me that. Ugh, I'm sorry. I'm like LA is really blowing me on because like I've already made friends and lost friends within the last oh, five months I've been no. here. Period. No, because I'm all about reciprocation. And if you That's can't true. reciprocate or communicate what you need to get done, I'm done. Then I'm you're, good. You're out. I'm done. Because like, it's like life's I'm a Virgo. Too sh- Let you all know, you're know. a Virgo. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. Let them all know. And life's too short for that. I'm real solidified who anybody. I am as a person. I don't right. need nobody else. You don't need period. to keep anybody in your, in your circle like that. Period. 100%. Without a question. Right. So in moving here, was it tough? Was it easy? Was it... Um, you know, what were the hardships? Were there any? So it was, I want to say it was hard only because, like, it was just a huge step for me. Yeah. But it was super easy because, like, my friend. Because the network. Who I went to college with, my same class, I was her RA. She was like, Meech, I'm trying to move to L.A. And I was already out here in L.A. working. So it was just like, we could kind of make this happen. So mm-hmm. it was just like, and I feel like I'm all about faith-based. So it's like I feel like if God's working for it, you yeah. should make it happen. Okay. And like me and Ashley said we wanted to we wanted to move out here. And then my friend Lindsay, who's another my roommate right now, yeah. she was like, Oh, I found this beautiful townhouse. It is beautiful, by the oh, way. Oh, stop it. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's really close it's to here. Cute. It's, it's so cute. cute. It's modern. You know, four it's, bedroom, three bathrooms, you. you know. Okay, we got a two car garage, y'all come through. Okay. <laughs> But either way, it's just like she showed us this beautiful place. Yeah. And us moving from New York, we're like, oh, we could do this. It's in our price range, our budget. And that I feel like that was easy. Yeah. But me adjusting to the people is super hard. Like, for example, even prior to me coming to you right now, I was with some friends in the club. And it's like I'm trying to learn how to read people. Okay. Like, do I know you? It's like, it, this may be cute. Like, oh, yeah, we can go out. We can <laughs> we kiki. kiki. We can kiki. But, but like, do I want to give you my life tea? Do right. I want you to give that back to me? You? Right, right, you right, right. Person? And I don't know if I've done that okay. long enough in L.A. I mean, you're five months in. Honestly, five I in. couldn't really adjust to L.A., I would say, until a good year. Every, it took me a year. Everybody's telling me, like, a year or two. It took me a year. But it's like, for example, within the last six months, about to be a year, I'm like, I don't got time. I can't. I won't. I'm like, look, y'all show me fake people. I'm like, I'm done. Next page. And then also, you know, you, you didn't have a car when you moved out here. It, it's so hard to navigate in LA without a car, I feel. Oh, you super. Know? I, I and, paid at least three to four thousand dollars worth Ubers uh, before I got a car. Bruh. So thank you, Kiki, <laughs> for the for the plug. Look, I, I look. Let's make sure we let everybody know. Kiki gave me the plug to I a did. dealer. I hooked him up. She did. She did. Not I bought had to a get car. my dog a car. We good. We good. We, we good. good. We out here. <laughs> we out here now. We and out now, here. Now you got me mobile. Look, come to your. <laughs> Come I got your podcast, girl. I, I literally did that so you come to me. <laughs> so we can drive to myself. <laughs> Shut up, girl. Bye. <laughs> no, I love you. I love it. I but, love um, you. But yeah, like, so, okay. Looking at your IG, your mm-hmm. Instagram, 
I'm all I'm all over my guests Instagram when they come on my show because a lot of people tend to look like they're having a great time. Fake. They have it all Facade. together. Facade. You know what I mean? They know what they doing in life. Right. But when I get them on the show and like hear about like a little bit of like the downs, like you like the you struggles. said, the struggles. The struggles. Like you've told me on the show. I don't you know put the struggle I mean? on Instagram. Right. Nobody does. No one but does. But like, okay, so so how do you make sure, ensure that you are checking in on yourself and that you're not letting the highlights get the better of you? Damn, that's such a good question. That was a great question. Like, uh, how, if y'all could see me right now pondering the fact. <laughs> 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 oh, um, Key, look, I actually have a hard time trying to make sure I differentiate between what I'm giving the people and who I am as a person. Cause more so like, I already know I'm a happy, inspiring person. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I won't even lie to you. I still battle my own depression. Mm. I, de I battle with like my own, you know, self hate and all stuff, like the unappreciative. So it was just like, it's hard. It's no, hard. It's definitely hard without a question. And I was like, I don't want the people out here who are listening to realize like, even if you're listening, it's super hard to be a human in this day and nature. It is. And it's like, even though you're going through your own struggles, it's like you're not the only one going through those struggles. Because, like, one thing my pastor told me, he was like, sometimes the most personal things can be the most universal. Mm, say that again. Ooh! I said, sometimes the most personal things can be the most universal. So, like, one time this girl was talking about, and this is at Howard. She was talking about, you know, self-love, self-appreciation. She like, she's talking about being molested and raped and all these things. I'm like, girl, you don't know how deep that hit me. Yeah. Because, like, I relate to these things. Mm -hmm, and it's too. just like, damn. It's just like, you have to realize what you think no one else will relate to. There are a whole lot of people out there experiencing the same thing. Yeah. So, me moving to L.A., I don't want to more so uh, appropriate my life to anybody else's because, like, this is my story. This is my journey. I'm learning people. I'm more so just here because my family has never done it before. And it's just like, I'm going to live in my truth each and every day. Yeah. Without a question. I love it. I live in my truth each and every day. Yeah. I love that. And I think, you know, part of, like, checking in on yourself, sh making sure you're good, you're right. whole – while the facades are there, right? The Instagram's not going anywhere. Facebook's not going anywhere. Snapchat's probably not going anywhere <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> you know, in all of that craziness, you have to learn, okay, when to put the phone down, when to right. really just have that time by yourself even. Like, what you really, like, connect, like you said, like, you go to church. I see that a lot. And, yeah. and I, you know, go to yoga. And whatever it is, just realizing that you have to make sure that you're good. No, no, I agree. You know? more so like for example i talked to one of my best friends literally this past week and i haven't been to church for like the least six or seven past weeks mm -hmm. only because i've been working on sundays so yeah like, you have yeah so i'm i'm uh I'm not saying ashamed to say but more so it's like i'm a associate producer on master chef right now and i've been working so hard and it's like they have us there on sundays sundays basically through saturday Wow. Yeah, they do. Oh. Because, like, I've never been a casting associate producer. Yeah. Because, like, you're basically taking care of the talent, the cast. Mm -hmm. like, that's your main job. Yeah. Just make sure they're good all the time. All the time. And with this position, 
I've been so disclosed to my own personal feelings, my own thoughts, because yeah. like here I am taking care of other people. people. And the reason why I'm saying that is just like this position has taught me just more so it's like you have to more so regard what's going on in your own life because if you don't, you'll disregard everything. Yeah. And that's so deep. It's that's like, deep. It's so deep because it's like here I am accepting other people's problems. Like, I got my own. Yeah. <laughs> okay? It's like, I got my own. Yeah. So it's just like, even on You've got to separate yourself. You have to. From from the job, from, yeah. you know, from the evil, from the... Ick, ick. <laughs> we could get deep. We could get even deeper <laughs> on the show. But we know, we know, okay? But really what I want to know, too, is like, so you, you've been an associate producer, you've mm-hmm. been a publicist, you've worked events. Do you really have like a direction that you're seeking? I always ask like on my show, like, are you a, a jack of all trades, master of none type? Or do you see like not that vision? Well, not master of none, but you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, you have many, many, I do. you know, you I, do. Do. I see you have many talents, many look, passions, look, I, I'm trying to be which on is some, fine. I'm trying to be on some Andy Cohen's Oprah show. Okay, like, I'm trying to be the next media maven. Okay, yeah, so it's like I work hard behind the scenes, but I'm trying to be in front of the scenes. You know, like, I'm trying to get to that camera view. I can. I feel like me and you are very similar in that. Yeah, where yeah, we, 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 we work behind the we scenes. We have a show. We should have a show together. We should. I think we it, right. It's so natural. Where's the camera? <laughs> Figure it out. Get it together. Is this it right here? <laughs> what is this right here? There's a sample. Look, we need a show. Okay, because I'm trying to bring watch what happens live to people's homes. Period. And I told Annie multiple times. I've worked with Annie Cohen multiple times. Yeah. I'm like, I need your job in 10 years. So you can have it. <laughs> like, don't lie to me. You are so good with people, too. Uh, the, you really, really the, are. The, the truth of the matter is, is like, I'm just supernatural. Yeah. And it's like, I can more so personify it. Personify. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'll, it's, look- it's a rosé, y'all. It's a rosé. I can personify <laughs> Is that what that bell means? That's a tap out. Is that what that bell means? That means we got it. Give me this bell back. Because I was about to drink some of yours, okay? Because you haven't been drinking at all. Look, actually, (laughs) they can't hear it, though. But look, I poured half of her glass into mine. I did. I did. Because Carol has not been drinking. Kiki, do you drink much? No, she doesn't. No, I don't. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Look, you know I know. But no, no, no. The real tea is like I'm learning to adapt and grow in this entertainment industry because like I feel like that's what you have to do. Yeah. And it's more so it's like not even on the networking upwards. You have to, you have to network sideways. Like for example, I told everybody I was coming to see you today. They're like, oh, what podcast is there? I'm like, it doesn't matter. I like this is a girl that I work with. This is a friend of mine. I don't even care what the name of the podcast <laughs> is. I'm gonna come through because you personally invited me and I'm gonna come through just because like if you love and appreciate me enough to invite me I love and appreciate you to show up. Oh, my gosh. Without a question. No, no. (laughs) And it's like, that's one thing about L.A. I'm learning. Because, like, for example, I went to a a brunch prior to me coming here. Mm -hmm. He invited me yesterday. Mm -hmm. I just met. Like, we've known of each other. But, like, he just invited me yesterday. I'm like, look, 
I'm going to show you what New York looks like. Mm. You invite me someplace, I'm going to show up. Yes. And, like, L.A. is not that type of place. It's like, not. It's like not. That. And I, like, I hate that. People like, are a little flaky here. Oh, flaky? Yeah. No, they're fraudulent. <laughs> Let's say it. They're fraudulent. <laughs> they're fake. I can't do it. I won't do it. It's like, if you won't make it, just say you just won't say make it. Like, right you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what New York is. Like, if I live in Harlem, and you know you live in Brooklyn. You're too real. You're too right. They're like, oh, mm, me, that's a little far from me. I'm like, all right, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. But, like, in LA, oh, I'll be there. And then the day so of. So, what are, are you frustrated? Because I remember when I moved here, I was so frustrated with this. Are you, super. What, what causes that frustration for you? Because I am an East Coast native, yeah. and I'm really straightforward and more so upfront with how I'm feeling and when I give like I I don't it, it, it literally baffles me mm-hmm. like I don't want to get too deep but it baffles me when people say something but they don't do what they say mm, yeah and that it literally yeah. hurts my heart just because it's like why 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 yeah that's, that's the real quart. why yeah just why because mm-hmm. like why would you say if you knew you had no intention of doing it i think honestly what it is is like people are so insecure oh and look and <laughs> fact, i'm so glad you said that because like we all have our own insecurities like look you know i'm a little thick i'm, I'm a little plus size <laughs> poppy but the fact <laughs> of the matter is like i'm so secure with my foundation mm. and that's why i feel like a lot of people are not. Oh, say that again. I'm so secure <laughs> with my foundation. I'm so What does secure. that mean for you? Like, for example, oh, we could talk about it. I literally called my mom last week. This is, this is real. I said, Mom, thank you for allowing me to be myself unapologetically. Uh, yes. Because, like, not once. It starts at home, too. Not once has she ever made me feel uncomfortable about who the person I was. Yeah. And she didn't even know how much that meant to me. Mm. Because here I am, 24 years old, but I'm here, I'm looking like four, five, six, seven years old. Like, for example, when I'm in the doing cartwheels with the cheerleaders versus playing football. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, girl, you never made it an issue. Yeah. You never made it a problem. Yeah. And I was like, girl, you've been my, since day one. Since day one. Since day one. Same. When- and I'm like, when people allow you the space to really grow and discover mm-hmm. who you are, amazing people and amazing things Amazing happen, things can happen. You know? Amazing. And I think that's, like, what we relate to the most with each other in our friendship. Because, I agree. Because, you know, like, we've been raised right. And we, we're, right. we're good to people. The you know? And we do right by others. It doesn't matter what your upbringing is or what your past is. It's more so it's like, if you're a good person, everything else will neglect like right i don't care what your religion is i don't care what your past history is if you know to just be respectful (laughs) (laughs) y'all i'm cutting him (laughs) off i'm cutting him off be respectful she's trying to look she didn't take my glass okay (laughs) if you're just respectful and appreciative of what the moment is we're good like that's when you learn people i met a lot of people who don't have the same Perceptive in me, perception. Uh, <laughs> perspective. I'm, I'm never coming back to this show again. Okay. <laughs> perception, perception. If you don't have the right perception, yeah, it's just like you will learn it and you'll appreciate and grow after that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so what I do with all of my guests as we kind of wind down mm-hmm. the show, I ask just like a bunch of questions about like all related to the facade project, right? So okay. just say the first facade thing. Facade me a fake? 
Yeah, facade meaning right, a cover, right. a mask, right. you know, from the truth. I know about the fake one. <laughs> Just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. So. I'm ready. Who inspires you the most to keep going? Jesus. Amen. Was that a question? How do you push through the self-doubt? <sighs> I would have to say Jesus and God again because, like, even when I'm going through my own season of depression, mm -hmm. he brings me out. Oh, I love it. Without a question. Yeah, no, no, I mean that. Like, so, like, you ever see that meme where it's like Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, and a whole lot of other celebrities? And like, oh, this is what depression looks like? Yeah. So it was like, as a person, like, you know me personally. It's like, people know me to be this positive, happy person. Mm -hmm. I'm going through my own shit. You're oh, going through your own know. storm. No, you can curse. Oh, right. I'm, like, I'm going through my own stuff. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going through it. Yeah. And it's like, I'm trying to be that positive, happy person. It's like, sometimes it's not positive and happy. Yeah. And that's the truth. Yeah. So it's like, if you know that meme, you know it's real. Absolutely. How do you handle the nose or doors closed in your face? Um, I maneuver around them. More so, it's like, you saying no is a, it's another reason or another person to say yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so I don't know y'all. Reroute. Right. <laughs> When Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. Okay. Period. All right. Period. <laughs> How do you know when you are on the right path and that your purpose, your dream is meant for you? Wow. That's deep. Because, like, I've talked to Instant Light, Rico Love, Kelly Rowland, a lot of people about my own purpose. Yeah. Because, like, I had that's a question. Like, when do you know your purpose mm -hmm. is more so not just monetizing? monitoring like what you want to do like making money for what you want to do yeah but it's like you are more so just living in your purpose yeah yeah yeah. i don't know like i feel like you just really have to step into your faith and more so you have to live in your truth because like right now i i wouldn't even say i'm living in my purpose because like i feel like my purpose is way more than what i'm doing right now mm. but i will say is like I'm working towards it. You're working towards it. Yeah. I love that. What is a piece of advice that you would give your younger self? Ooh. Uh, how young are we going? Okay. <laughs> All right, okay, 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 okay. Um, before I went to college, I would have told Demetrius, because, you know, this, I'm each now. Yeah. But I would have told Demetrius... Stay true to who you are and more so just rely on the foundation that your mom and Jesus has built for you. Because, like, as long as you're a good person, mm -hmm. nothing else matters. Mm. That's literally, like, and that's literally my... You better speak. Just because, like, for example, like, I'm about to be 24 and this is, like, I've seen a lot of things within the last six months. You know, drugs and alcohol. It's like... I'm so appreciative of who I am as a person. It's like, where I can say no, like, I don't need that. I don't want to do that. It's because, like, I know who I am. Mm -hmm. and it's like, if you fold into peer pressure, you might do those things. Yeah. And it's like, for example, if we can, like, veer off to some R. Kelly girls who uh. don't have the foundation. And that's, what, that's why I found, like, foundation is so imperative. It's so to, key. It's so key. It's so imperative to who you are as a person. If you don't have that foundation, you can never prosper. So it's just like, 
I have my own foundations. Like, I'm good, girl. Yeah. I'm so good. <laughs> I'm so good. What is something that you're doing differently this year? Ooh, I'm revitalizing my friendships. Mm. And that may sound so crazy, but I've only lived in L.A. for five months now. And, like, I came out here with thinking a whole lot of people who would be my friends who are not my friends. Mm. And by friends, I mean, like, people who support me wholeheartedly, want the best for me. And more so, like, even through my ups and downs, they're still there. And a lot of people have not been there mm. through ups and downs. And it's like, I'm more so appropriating myself based off the way people reacted in those gotcha. situations. So that's my biggest lesson. Because, like, once, you, like, I have a best friend who told me, she's like, when you move, or, like, in general, the biggest things in life are, like, you know, a wedding, uh, a baby, moving. Those are the three top things that make you have depression. Hmm. Things that make you feel unrecognizable. Mm. So it's like moving, being one of those things. I just moved from New York to LA. It's like I've, I felt unrecognizable. Mm. And it's like now I'm appropriating who I am and who I'm talking to and who I give my energy and my time to. Yes, your energy. Yes, because it's like that's important. It's so important. To protect that. Yes, because it's like for example, I could talk to you for hours a day. If I talk to a person who's unworthy of that, it's a waste of it's time. A waste of it's time. a waste of time. 100%. So that's what my biggest aha moment, moment is. Moment for 2019. Yeah, yeah, just re-evaluating, re-evaluating. who's appropriating, who's worthy of my time. I love it. I love it. It's important. You invited um, me here. I'm here. <laughs> okay. I'm one. Of, I hope I'm in your circle. You are. Of you like are, people you that you are. can trust and and people that you know that are that are actually here for you. You Kiki, know what I, I mean? love you. Without a question. You. Okay. And then final question: What would you say your ultimate like goal or dream is in LA or like kind of like a legacy, right? That you would love to leave behind a footprint, if you will. So as I mentioned before, I'm trying to be like you know, I want you to see like Andy Cohen meets Oprah. And that's where Meech is. But um, <laughs> I'm literally past all the TV facade. Mm-hmm. I just want to be the best person I could be. Like, I have, I literally feel like I've impacted people in all the cities I've lived in, whether it was in New York, D.C., Atlanta. It's like I've impacted people based on my personality. And I want to continue to do that. Yeah. So it was like in L.A., I'm just hoping and praying to continue to impact the community that I'm working in and living in and just become a better person. Because, yes. like, at the end of the day, it's like, the only people who can approve me and want me to do the best for me is God. Amen. So it's like, if I'm not doing anything to bestow him and in that nature, I want to do it. I love it. Meech, thank you so much for coming on my show. Thank you for having me. Where can, can I come back? <laughs> yeah, of I love this. I like. Where when can, the, when's the next time? Where can the Facade Project listeners find you? Number one. Oh, uh, oh, you know I'm on Instagram and um at what was Instagram and Twitter? Okay, girl, you know you know I'm an old woman. <laughs> okay, I'm like shit. I, y'all cannot. Okay, bleep all this out. Bleep all this out. <laughs> I'm, I'm. This Christian, is why we wrapping I, up because it's right, getting right. X rated content. <laughs> At the real Meech J, so it's T H E R E A L M E E C H J. The real yeah. Meech J. You know there are fake ones out here, okay? <laughs> Look, I, I see a lot All of fake All the other Meech's. fake accounts are not Meech. They ain't real. <laughs> I'm just saying. Thank you so much. Once you see that ponytail on the bun, that's me. That's me. That's me. <laughs>
Thank, thank you, Mish. Thank you for coming on my show. Thank you it's for been a pleasure. Me. It's been a pleasure. And keep it locked. Next Sunday, we go live every Sunday, 7 to 8 p.m. And thank you, The Real After Party West, for having me. I want to come back. This is cute. <laughs> I love it. Hey, this is Kiara with the Facade Project Podcast. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 8 Pacific for purpose-fueled conversations with young professionals in L.A. Only on the west side of the After Party Radio. Let's get this party started.